Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome to the Hail to the V podcast. This is Nadia. And this is Kelsey. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Vicky Rocks, who recently wrote an article for Vice about her experience with egg freezing. For those of you who aren't familiar with this procedure, it is when a woman's eggs are extracted, frozen, and stored for later use. If and when she decides to become pregnant, then an egg is chosen, fertilized, and implanted as an embryo in the uterus. Vicki, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, Absolutely. I'm so excited yeah, to be here. There's actually probably a few people who haven't read the article. Could you please briefly retell your story? Yes. Um, my article really chronicled my journey at 28 years old to freeze my eggs um, and what went right and what went partly wrong. I had a really wonderful experience right up until the very end uh, when I contracted um, ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, which led to an ovarian torsion, which is when your ovary twists on itself cutting off blood supply. It's very dangerous. It happens to less than 1% of women, um, and I was that unlucky 1%. Uh, rushed to the ER and ended up spending really two weeks on my back and a full month recovering. Um, and so when all of this happened, I felt really compelled to share my story, not only from the perspective of being a young, successful woman in New York doing this, but also kind of educating women about the things that can go wrong that nobody really prepared me for um, because I had only had access to women in their 30s and early 40s who were freezing their eggs, uh, and it was kind of guesswork for me. I didn't have much of um, a mentor to walk me through the fact that you really shouldn't be dating, um, and it, it it goes beyond not being able to work out. It's kind of like your whole life changes for a month and you really need to embrace that month of solitude and give your body time to recover. Right. In your article, you mentioned that you took an egg freezing course and that it only briefly mentioned the risks involved with the procedure. Do you think that you gave an entirely informed consent or do you wish that the risks had been highlighted more? I do wish the risks had been highlighted more. Uh, it was a two-hour, 50-something page deck where you're thrown so much information and your focus is really all over the place. Uh, I think I was most worried about injecting myself with these hormones, specific increments, specific times a day, the angle that you inject yourself, all of that was consuming me, um, that even if it had been on a slide or two, my attention wasn't there. Um, so mm -hmm. that's kind of the, the purpose of this article. I think if I had read something like this, at least I would have had it in the back of my mind and I would have been educated enough to raise my hand in the middle of this two-hour seminar and say, oh, I read this woman had this kind of complication. How, how real is it? And the nurse mm -hmm. would have said, you know, only 1% of women have it. Um, but at least if it had happened to me, I would have been able to diagnose myself immediately. It was a really mm -hmm. scary process not knowing what was happening to my body until I got to the ER. Oh, are okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you think you'd feel the same about the procedure if uh, the complications had taken a turn for the worse? I know you mentioned that you were still very happy with your decision to freeze your eggs. 
So the irony of the situation was not lost on me. Uh, even if I had lost one ovary, I had 19 eggs that I had just frozen. So I could have carried out a child in my other ovary. Um, I don't regret my decision to freeze my eggs. And I am still a huge supporter of it because I think the benefit far, far, far outweighs the risk. Again, I was in less than 1% of women who go through this. The actual statistic is 0.025%. Um, so chances are the women listening to this might never even experience anything like I went through. Um, but they'll experience all of the benefits, which is why I feel so strongly talking about it. Yeah, thank you um, for sharing your story. I mean, this is something I was unfamiliar with for women our age. Um, and I had mentioned to you that I had hardly thought of my fertility. So I was wondering what originally inspired you to, to talk with your gynecologist about egg freezing and fertility. What originally inspired me to talk about my fertility was an awareness of how much the lives of my friends were changing around me. Everyone was getting married, engaged, and I felt like I was Peter Panning backwards. Um, I've been dreaming of, at some point soon, quitting my job, traveling the world for a year, writing a novel, and boyfriends and husbands and children just didn't fit anywhere in the five-year parameter timeline. And mm -hmm. then I also recognized that I would feel incredibly guilty if, God forbid, I did have children after 35 and something was wrong and it was my fault for waiting and I put their health in jeopardy. So, you know, there's plenty of women I know. Some of my friends have had kids in their late 30s, early 40s, perfectly healthy, beautiful babies, the statistics were more than I cared to gamble with. And when I realized mm -hmm. that, I had a very candid conversation with my gynecologist, and she suggested I look into egg freezing. Mm. Um, I know that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, in the article you said that you hoped egg freezing would buy you more time. Um, I just I wanted, to, wanted you to tell us more about that. Yeah, I think it's, it's really unfair the way that the biological clock is set up. Um, we've made so many advancements as women in terms of equal rights and equal treatment in the workplace, um, and yet there's this inherent biological constraint placed on us. I will never really be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with my male cohorts because in the back of my mind there is a biological cloud. I mean, it's, it's definitely a beautiful thing and it's an honor to be able to carry a child, um, but it limits your ability to live out your dreams on the timeline that you want. And so for me, what egg freezing does is it gives me that time back so I can travel the world and I can write my novel and I can get promotions at work and do all of these things because my eggs are frozen in time perpetually to be 28. So even if I'm 38 and I decide to have kids, my eggs are still very healthy 28-year-old eggs. Right. We actually um, read a survey that showed that the majority of patients report feeling empowered by egg freezing, which is something that you mentioned in your article as well. Do you think um, that we perceive, that women perceive their biological fertility and timeline as weakness? Or what are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? 
do you think that we perceive as women our biological fertility and timeline as a weakness? I, I don't think we perceive it as a weakness. I think we, we perceive it as a gift. But in this century, we have been given more opportunities as women than ever before. And our dreams have no limits. And so it's not so much that it's a weakness, but it's, it's one more thing that you have to consider when you're thinking about, do I want to make a partner at this firm and how is that going to affect the quality of life that I want for myself or my kids? Do I want to travel the world now because I can with globalization, everything that's going on? Do I want to write a book? Do, do I want to live out all of these dreams? Absolutely because I can more than my mother ever could, more than my grandmother ever could, but I still want to be a mom. And so I think it's less a weakness and more um, a source source of guilt mixed with prioritization, what matters more to me. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I want to choose what matters more. I want to be able to have it all. And... Egg freezing allows me, at least conceptually, to feel that I can have it all. I can travel, get promoted, write my book, and when I'm ready on my timeline, I can have a kid, uh, feeling really good that I've been able to develop a life that I've created on my own. I can definitely understand that because I've also, as a 26-year-old, been starting to think about my fertility, and I'm constantly pushing the date back. Yeah, <laughs> as to when yeah. I'll have children, and it's it's definitely slightly concerning. Uh, it's times. definitely something that I think America has backwards. Um, you know, we used to have kids in our twenties and our careers in our thirties and forties. Now we're having our careers in our twenties and thirties and kids in our forties. And what we do is a lot of fear mongering around this dubious age of thirty five. It's this. Mm-hmm. It's in every woman's mind. Thirty five, your eggs just go to shit. Uh, and Mm -hmm. this moment was really validated to me when I woke up in the hospital from the original procedure that went flawlessly, and there was a (laughs) 34-year-old woman next to me, and we connected in a really powerful, beautiful way, and she, after admitting that this was her third round of egg freezing this year, she had tears in her eyes when she said, I wish someone had told me to do this at 28 because now my eggs won't stick, and I really want this baby. And I saw myself in her because I could have just listened to that massive generalized number of 35 and I could have really pushed that limit and waited until I was 34. But the problem is every woman's body is so different and it's, it's dangerous to wait thinking that 35 is this magical number um, it, it's much more pragmatic to just do it on your own terms early on when your body will bounce back quicker, when your eggs will be healthier than they've ever been in your, you know, late 20s. Um, and that woman, you know, she taught me a really valuable lesson. Mm. Yeah, that's, I, I can relate to what you're saying too, um, you know, and that it's just important to be thinking about these things early and how you feel about them and, and then being productive or, you know, being proactive uh, about yeah. it. But another thing we wanted to ask you about was a quote in the article. Um, 
you say you wrote, while I'm still not back to the old me, I have a newfound appreciation for my body as a vessel for life, not just something to starve into a bikini. Um, and you were just hoping you could tell us more about the transition you made and how you thought about your body and how egg freezing influenced that. Yeah, I got a really unique perspective that I don't think women get until they actually give birth about how your body is a phenomenal machine. Um, Every day for two weeks, I had to go and get ultrasounds, uh, which is when they insert um, kind of a camera inside of you and you're able to watch your follicles grow from these little dots that look like pencil dots to kind of a cluster of peas. And there's so much pride in your body when you realize that you're, you're creating the basis for life that all of a sudden gaining five pounds really seems so nominal. Um, I had a yacht week vacation last week and prior to egg freezing, my whole goal was to be 135 pounds or else I wouldn't feel sexy in, in a bikini. And I was 10 pounds heavier than that and I ended up having the best time and I wasn't focused on crash dieting at all. I was just focused on taking care of my body. Um, And I had more confidence being 10 pounds heavier than I've ever had in my whole life because I had this newfound appreciation of what my body's gone through. And if, frankly, anybody were to say anything to me about the extra weight that I'd put on, I'd tell them, like, I just produced 19 potential babies. (laughs) (laughs) Bugger off. Um, But I felt felt really beautiful in a way that I'd never felt beautiful before because I understood the capability of my body to be more than something that you starve into a bathing suit. I I grew up as a dancer, so I always appreciated the female form, um, and being thin was very much a part of my whole identity. Uh, But egg freezing, you understand that it's not, it's not, something to be taken for granted, your your health and your weight. Right. How are you feeling now? Uh, have you fully recovered? Yeah. Um, I am working out now. I'm doing yoga, dancing. I'm dating. So things have, you know, it took a while because you really are in a place of such solitude. Your estrogen rate goes from 61 to over 1,900 in my case. So it takes a while for you to reconnect to your body as a sexual being because it's such a clinical thing for months. You know, there there was a complication and then there was a UTI infection followed by a yeast infection and it's just one thing after another and as a woman you lose sight of your reproductive organs in a sexual way. You just mm-hmm. see them as really, you know, a clinical thing, sometimes a source of pain, sometimes um, sometimes it's just something that you have to go through in a very private and personal way, which is why when women have reached out to me saying they're dating someone, I tell them, you know, when you're freezing your eggs, it's really, unless you've been in a relationship for a long time, it's really about you. And having anybody there that's not 110% supportive, especially around your your sexuality could be really um, stressful. And Mm -hmm. the last thing you want is more stress. So you don't want a guy 
wanting, you know, to sleep with you when you just went through surgery and you have to wait three weeks. So um, I think that it's very much a physical and emotional journey. I took up meditating um, at Ziva Mm -hmm. Meditation. Emily Fletcher was brilliant. I became my own sanctuary because you, you realize that, you know, 10 years from now when you actually use these eggs, you're the only one that got yourself through it. And there's a huge amount of pride that you take in that. Um, so that's, that's my advice to women that are thinking about doing it. Really just be in it for yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we, and as a follow-up to that, we were wondering what have people's reactions been to your article and, and your experience and your story? Uh, the reactions have blown me away. I mean, I went viral within 24 hours. Um, I was on a flight a week later, and a 60-year-old businessman and I were talking, and I, I mentioned that I'd written this article about egg freezing, and his eyes got really big. He's like, oh, my God, I read it. I, I know it. And it was it was touching that men's reactions were so overwhelmingly supportive. Um I'm not shy about talking about it, whether I was trying on clothes or going on a date. And across the board, men were just thinking like, wow, Vicky, that's really problematic of you. My female friends came out in droves also being incredibly supportive. The only backlash I really got was from one or two older women, old coworkers who had children later in life. And from their perspective, I can see why my article could have been perceived as threatening to the way that they chose to have kids. And that's why I'm really careful about how I talk about this. You can have healthy babies absolutely after the age of 35. But for me personally, the statistics were more than I cared to gamble with. That's all it boiled down to. Right. right. This was a precaution for you. Very, yeah. Very safety precaution. net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. We really appreciate it. And for our listeners who would like to read Vicki's article on Vice, it is titled, I froze my eggs, ended up in the ER, and almost lost an ovary. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Appreciate it.